Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. The letters of the Bible. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahshua as we go through the letters of the Bible, and we're up to 1 Corinthians. This is a letter of Paul to the Corinthians, the ones that lived in Corinth. Paul told the Corinthians last time that he had a specific job to do for the kingdom of heaven. So, let's read beginning in verse 17 so we can pick this up. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. So his job was to preach what Jesus did at the cross. Why do you think God had Jesus have Saul Paul preach about the cross? Preach about the good news. Because that is the first step to become a son of God. That's right. The first step. You must believe that God sent Jesus, that Jesus died on the cross for the sin of this age, and that he overcame death. That's right. One of the conditions is that God sent Jesus. Not that God sent himself to play the role of a human on the earth. No. (laughs) Jesus was not God, okay? And if you don't get that, then you aren't even at the first step. How many Christians, quote, actually haven't got to the first step? They're being deceived. Paul says in verse 18 that not everyone can receive this truth. If they are headed to the lake of fire, then their name is not written in the book of life. But those written in the book of life from the foundation of this age have the ability to understand that God did what God did for us through Jesus. You understand there's Christians that believe that everybody can be saved or, quote, saved, or everyone can believe. That's not true. Not at all. Because what does verse 18 say? 
For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. And we're going to get into that more as Paul teaches us today about this particular subject. Okay, who is invited? Who does God invite? Why does he invite them? But before we get into that, I hope last time that you took a look at Isaiah chapter uh, 14 at least. But let's read verse 19 here in Corinthians. And uh, Paul is explaining about this, why God is doing what he's doing. For it is written... I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. That's right. That means that, guess what, has nothing to do with your flesh in any way, shape, or form why you are invited by God. We already talked about this. Let's look at Isaiah. Do you remember what we said last time, the reason why God invites you? Go to Isaiah 29. And I want us to take a look at this. Isaiah 29, beginning in verse 13. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, that's a good one, too. But let's go to 29. That was in 28. Wherefore, the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me. Oh, um, you know, what is God saying here? He's saying these people, and he's talking, of course, about Israel, the children of God, the people God made into a nation, the people who God took out of captivity, the flesh people. And he says, they say that they're connected to me. And they say honorable things about me, but have removed their heart far from me and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. So Isaiah is continuing and he's saying, oh yeah, they talk a good talk, but in reality... They don't have me inside. It's all words. It's all words. It's all surface knowledge, which I've heard Christians say, you either know who God is or you don't. And it's all surface knowledge. They know who God is, you see. And they fear, their fear of God has to do with what they've been taught by someone else, not because they actually know who God is and realize and he's in their 
souls and their heart and who they are and what they think. He's really there. It's not just some words, you know. Like Christians today, isn't it? They go to church. Why? The majority of them, it's a social club. They meet on Sundays. They listen about what the preacher tells them that they should be doing, you know, good in the world and and then sends them out into the world and, you know, to do those good things, quote, (laughs) that they're supposed to be doing in the world. But as far as doing the works of the kingdom and what Jesus showed us, no, you're not going to find that in the churches today. Oh, no, you're not. And so that's what's going on here. So the majority of the churches today are doing what they do because it's all, you know, what they know, what their parents told them, how they were brought up. You understand? God didn't choose them. We'll find that out. Watch. Verse 14. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work, and a wonder for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. That is what Paul is referring to here in the Corinthians. Now go back to your Corinthians. And so... What is Paul talking about here? Isaiah says, because his people say one thing, but think another, and follow men's thoughts, not God's, God blinded Israel to the truth about the Messiah. That's what Isaiah is talking about. Israel thought that they were something just because God produced them. He made a nation out of a family of Jacob. He made this big nation and all these people he brought together as a nation. It was God that did that. So they thought, and God does say in the Old Testament that they're precious to him, that they're his people, that he is the one that took care of them and made them a nation. Absolutely. So guess what? Pride got in there, and they thought that they were so special in God's eyes that God wouldn't hurt us. He loves us, you see. Not true. You see, part of the problem was the fear. You see, they didn't fear God like they should have, like some churches teach today, that they didn't fear God. Why would they need to fear God? To follow his commands. Why did they need to follow his commands? So that they would be a light to the world. That's what their nation was supposed to be. 
a light to the world, and then the Gentiles could see the difference between the nation of Israel, which followed God, and the rest of the world, and how God blessed them in the flesh because they were following God's commands. And they feared him because part of his commands is judgments, which means punishments. And so if they weren't following his commands as a nation, as a people of God, that guess what? He was going to punish them. And in some cases, have the people kill them. You understand? So that's what Paul's talking about. And he's talking to the Corinthians, reminding them of that. All oh, you once saved, always saved doctrine of Satan people. It is not once saved, always saved. Sorry. God has requirements and conditions. God blinded Israel to the truth about the Messiah. Paul is saying to the Corinthians why in verse um, 20 here, I want us to read it, then we'll... um, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? So those are Paul's questions to these Corinthian people. So Paul is saying, why are you listening to what your fellow humans are telling you? Don't you know what God does to people who do things their own way? Uh Uh-uh. Old Testament, we have the example. We've got what happened. We've got what God does to his people if they're not doing things his way, if they're not a light to the world. Is it because God wants to be the boss and he wants to tell you what to do and he likes to have you have a, be a little puppet? Of course not. It has to do with being a light to the world again. In Israel's case, it was a light to the flesh world. That didn't work out too well. In Christian's case, it's a light to the spiritual world. You understand? Where's Satan? He's in heaven. And he's accusing the brethren. You better believe it. Then Paul tells them whose wisdom they should be listening to. Paul says, where can you find humans that have wisdom? Okay, okay, they may have wisdom of the world, but God's wisdom. So that's why he says, where is the wise? Why are you listening to humans, Corinthians, my brethren? He says, do you think the scribes have wisdom because they're scribes here? So now... So the next thing is, of course, when you say, when Paul says, uh, you know, who has wisdom? Okay, they're going to read that in this letter. And Paul says, who has wisdom? Who's wise? And then some of the people are going to think in their minds, well, the scribes, you know, they know the law. They know what God's commands are. They get the, they get the Bible down. <laughs> Paul covered that, you see, because the Spirit knows what people are thinking. 
And so Paul then says, do you think the scribes have wisdom because they're scribes? God's wisdom. So obviously the answer is no. Just because you're a scribe doesn't mean that you've got wisdom. Just because you know the Bible, Christian, doesn't mean you've got the wisdom of God. The devil knows the Bible, but he doesn't have the wisdom of God. He says, you think someone that argues about what they have been taught in this age is wise? So the next one is that, so these Corinthians were listening to people who were scholars in this world, not even connected to the Bible, but scholars in this world, just because they were professors or whatever, which is <laughs> something that I've had to deal with many times when talking to pastors. They'll show me the scholars of the world books on their shelves that they've studied. And so reading that, of course, reading those books makes them wise, right? <laughs> Even though what I'm saying the Bible says is not in those books, because those scholars are scholars of the world. They're doing things according to the world, which is seminaries, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. And this tells us that some of the problems in Corinth is from listening to scribes and people of the world, meaning, meaning what? Non-believers. <laughs> you can't listen, study the Bible with a non-believer. You can't do it. Oh, if someone's studying the Bible as a non-believer and they want to know what the Bible says, and they ask you to share and explain what the Bible says, that's your job. <laughs> but, but, but anyone that listens to a non-believer that talks about the Bible and thinks that they can talk spiritually in any way, shape, or form is crazy. They don't have spiritual ears and eyes. And Hold your place in the Corinthians. I want you to go to Job, my favorite place, where you had all of those people who knew all this stuff about God and went on for chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter to tell Job exactly what they knew about God. Yet, when God arrives on the scene in chapter 38 of Job, God tells Job exactly what he thinks of those men's knowledge that they were telling Job all this stuff about what God thinks and how things are and how God expects things to be. You understand? Then the Lord answered Job, verse 1, out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel? By words without knowledge. God is saying to Job, why are you listening to people that don't have any wisdom from me? So Paul is saying the same thing back here in the Corinth. Why are you listening to non-believers? And... It's amazing how that occurs today even. 
So then it says, Paul tells them in plain language here in the Corinthians, in verse 20, God has made the wisdom of the world concerning Jesus to be useless. I mean, verse 22, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world, by wisdom, knew not God. It pleased God. Oh, I'm sorry, I am in 20. Let's read it. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world. You understand? So, God has not opened those that think they know about Jesus that are not believers, that he hasn't invited anything about Jesus. Why are you listening to them? Paul is saying, why are some of you listening to non-believers? Christians, listen, especially you leaders of groups and people, that tells us that they were allowing non-believers to be a part of the group in Corinth. Absolutely. You must understand, if someone does not believe in Jesus Christ, they have not been invited by God, they have not been given the faith to believe, it's a gift from God, do not let them in your group. They're just going to cause trouble. And that's what's going on in the Corinthians or the church at Corinth. Why would you do that, you ask? Verse 21. Why would God do that? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So, Paul tells us it doesn't matter How much wisdom a person has, God decides who believes. Because he knows who is written in the book of life. It has nothing to do with the flesh, who you are, or anything. It has to do with who's written in the book of life. Do you think God knows who's written in the book of life? From the foundation of the world? Yes. In order to be invited by God, you have to be written in the book of life. You can you cannot Christian, Christian, listen. You cannot convince someone to believe. In other words, you cannot convince someone to believe. You cannot convince someone to believe. No matter how much truth you tell them. Altar calls 
blown out of the water. What do you think that this emotionalism? It's convincing them to take the step. Oh, it's called fire insurance. Believe in Jesus and accept him as your savior and you won't go to hell. <laughs> it's fire insurance. If you believe in Jesus, you won't go to hell. No matter what you do on this earth, you see. <laughs> anyway, Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Hold your place in the Corinthians. Matthew 7. Let's see what Jesus has to say. Verse 6. This is from Jesus. All of you that think you should have non-believers in your church group. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. So Jesus told us the same thing. You will only get trouble when you preach the good news to those that are not written in the book of life. Now, Paul is going to show us the difference from someone God didn't invite. Verse 22. So, these are people that God didn't invite. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. That's right. The Jews will only believe if you show them a miracle. That's what kind of believing? It's human effort believing. Oh, show me a miracle and then I'll believe in who this Jesus is. The world will only believe if you can prove it to them through wisdom. So someone of the world, you know, like how much knowledge you have or you can show them in the Bible. Paul made mistakes with this. He, when he started out, after he was baptized in uh, Damascus and um, he went into the synagogue and he was disputing with them and showing them and over and over and over again, he was showing them the Old Testament, everything it said about Jesus, the Messiah and the signs and everything that was going to happen in the prophecies. And he was showing them and it all came to pass. And he was saying, the Messiah is here, the Messiah is here meaning Jesus had come to earth, and he was proving it using the Old Testament, you see. That was what Paul had done in those days. And how did that work out for Paul? Even though he had all the prophecies, he had all the proof, you see, yet they wanted to kill him. Not only that, they had to sneak him out of town or they, you know, because they set up guards to find him. They didn't want him to escape. So they had to sneak him out of town so that he could not be killed by the people that were there. Trying to prove through the Bible that the truth so that a person will believe that don't work. You see, that's what Paul's talking about concerning the Greeks. So today, Christian proving 
about Jesus to a person is not how a person becomes a follower of Jesus, not how a person believes, not how a person becomes a part of the body of Christ. It doesn't matter how much you show them. Paul explains these people are not invited by God, so they do not really believe. Human effort to decide if you believe or not is not the gift of faith. (laughs) Altar calls blown out of the water. That is why altar calls are of the devil and not what Jesus or the apostles showed us. Yes, and that's why when you have these fire insurance altar calls that people leave the church within a year, 95% of them, because it wasn't real. You understand? It wasn't real. If God didn't give you the gift to believe and you came up with your own ideas about how you know believing because you didn't want to go to hell in other words okay i'll believe so i don't go to hell then that is not the faith given by god it's not a gift in the next verse paul shows us why human power to decide doesn't work verse 23 but we preach christ crucified unto the jews a stumbling block and unto the greeks foolishness When you are not invited by God, then what your human mind knows will interfere because your spiritual eyes and ears have not been opened by God and only God decides who gets spiritual eyes and ears. Paul confirms this in the next verse. For those of you who have been taught error about how you can believe. Verse 24. But unto them which are called invited by God, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. See, Paul says that those that are called, invited by God into the kingdom to be one of his sons have the ability to know and understand what God did. Paul says it doesn't matter who the person is because God does the calling and not because of anything you have done in these flesh bodies. Verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. God knows what he is doing and why. God cannot use their human power to understand no matter how hard they try or you try to convince them. The point, again, that Paul is making to the brethren at Corinth is to not accept anyone in their church group that is not a believer and doesn't listen to, of course, don't listen to man's ideas or thoughts. Verses 26 through 31, Paul makes the Corinthians know in human terms the ones God invites have little effect or influence on the earth. 
Not many wise, not many powerful, not many born and privileged. The ones God chose is the stupid people. You heard me. The heedless. They don't listen to, you know, they do things crazy. The blockheads, they're stubborn. To shame the ones that think they are wise with the wisdom of the world. God chose those who have no power to shame those with power in the world. God chose those that have no connections to help them in this world. God chose those that others look down on. God wants us to know it has nothing to do with our flesh position that you were invited by God. Paul says in verse 29, the reason is that flesh can't take any of the glory for being a part of the kingdom of heaven or a part of the body of Christ. So no altar calls. God invited you and gave you the gift of faith so you will believe in who Yahshua Messiah is. It's all God. That's because of Jesus who had God with him. We have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and our debt is paid. 31, the only glory is to give glory to God for what he did using Jesus. Paul is saying, in other words, we are not the reason we believe. So it was not your decision to believe in who Jesus was. It was because God gave us a gift, which is the ability to believe, which we now know is not given to everyone. For the Corinthians, as we have learned, they were mainly rich people who liked to show off their wealth with plaques on things they built or paid for. Paul is letting them know God invited you because you were low on the social scale. And that completes Corinthians chapter 1. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.